0: And welcome to the debrief. I don't think we should call it a behind the veil because it's, it's, it's not, not for Thornvale. Veil.
1: Yeah. Behind the spell. <laughs> behind the
0: spell, whatever. We're, we're talking about spell. We're going to do a little debrief, talk about what we liked about the series. And then at the end, uh, you should stay tuned because we actually have an interview with the creator of the game. It's going to be really fun, uh, but scheduling is hard. So uh, first, we're going to do the, uh, the debrief here and talk about uh, what we enjoyed about the game, what we liked about it, uh, what we didn't like about it, if anything. I can't think of anything, but, you know. I can't either. Anyways, yeah. uh, Hannah, if you want to go ahead and since it's your game, I'll let you uh, run the questioning. Also, because I don't want to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So first question is, what did you guys think of... The story, like, as a whole. I, mean, I know the question is usually, like, the last arc for our debrief, but for one-shots, what did you guys think of the story? I loved it. That was great. It I was... thought the
2: story was really good, really well thought out. I I understood aspects of the world just from playing this short one-shot. It was really good and really fun. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yay!
2: And you made a dragon a central part of the story, which always wins points with me. Yes. So, you
3: know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, the, the story itself and the, once again, the terribly dissimilar characters that yet again work. <laughs> I know I say that almost every time, but it's <laughs> always cool. <laughs>
1: yeah. It is
2: always cool to see that coming together. I agree. Um, and the fact that especially this, yeah.
1: when you guys don't talk about your characters at all beforehand, like or, yeah, <laughs> yep. and, and the
3: great. fact that in this case we had a quite possibly someone who might have appeared in other forms of media, in other for, in other times.
4: <laughs>
3: yes, it <laughs> oh, a
0: unique 100% character, sure. <laughs> uh,
3: uh, and plus, it's you know, totally
0: dra- original idea. Also, dragon. Yeah, totally. Just like Andrew
3: said, because. Mike I made my I made my character basically a dragon historian, which was awesome. I think I very cool. I think yeah. although I think I think Hannah might have edited the story slightly to work that in, but
1: no, I, <laughs> didn't, didn't. I didn't edit it at all. I did suggest to you you said that you wanted to be a historian, And I was like, would you think that maybe your character would be a dragon historian? So I maybe suggested it to you <laughs> Con-
3: considering I was the one that was like, you need a special item. I'm like, I want a dragon. Can I have a dragon? Yeah, I want a dragon. Yeah,
1: <laughs> this, yeah and then I was just, like, well, maybe you could be a dragon historian, no, you know, no. knowing what I was already planning. Uh, okay,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> this just dragged something out of the depths of my mind, um, and I think I'm safe enough to say it this far removed, but <laughs> I did very similar things when we were preparing for Planes of Fate two years ago.
4: Oh yeah. When you guys were talking Uh-oh. to me you
2: about your characters, there were there were certain things that I I on the down low would say and push oh. for. Ah. Yeah.
1: Oh, I so, gotta scroll back through all those messages now. That would be <laughs>
2: that would be dis uh that would be I was gonna say dishonest, which isn't right. Um that would be <laughs> shady bad player, bad.
0: <laughs> so as a um, as far as the story goes, like I thought you did such a good job. Like I loved like the the Thank moral you. dilemma kind of idea mm-hmm. that you set up and yeah. how 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 you you let each of us like figure it out as we went along and I love the twist. The twist at the end was very good. Yes. I was wondering about <laughs> it the whole time I was like hmm something seems off about this. I'm so glad I asked that question. Yes.
1: Oh. I'm glad you guys kind of felt out what was going on without me yeah. having to like spoon feed it to you like mm-hmm. you know like i didn't want it to be like i wanted you guys to figure it out but i didn't want to you know i trusted you guys to here is smart. here is the answer <laughs> yeah. use it
0: well no. that's a good storytelling thing yeah
2: uh. hey hannah you could yes. say that you're glad you didn't have to spell it out for us hey ha-
3: <laughs>
1: all right so I guess we can move on to the next question which is like a favorite part of the one shot the twist the twist yeah <laughs> the, the one specifically part. with like finding out that it was a curse instead of like yeah a prophecy yeah yeah
0: that was so smart I love the way that worked out I love how I love how everything I'm the close second is me pulling the dragon god out of my back <laughs> Yeah, Uh, but yeah, I love I love that from from the story perspective. Like that was so good.
3: Thank you. Not not so much the the of course reveal that it was a curse was great, but just in that moment, how each one of us, uh, how each one of us dealt with our part and cured it. That was cool. That was really. I was actually going to say the same
2: thing. My very favorite part was like the last couple big spells we literally found like a really cool narrative reason for each of us to use a word or like to specifically Mm -hmm. be trying to help out with that spell, which I thought was really cool. That
0: was cool.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that only happened because of the system. That is like a thing that the system allowed to happen, which is awesome.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: I like this one. It kind of reminds
0: me of, uh, there's a reason there's part part of the reason that this is like super high. And I would say this is like top three for me of like my favorite games that we've played. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it has a hard it has a hard time beating out uh, West Weird and Overshadow, ooh, but the ooh. the twist kind of reminded me of like that moment in West Weird when like you guys realize like oh this is nothing like what we thought we were doing like I kind of it had that same like gut punch to it and that was that was really really fun yeah, yeah. my favorite stories are the twisty ones <laughs> and Overshadow was twisty too it was yeah.
3: <laughs> It was Wesley, I
1: like the did you have ones. A what did part? i
3: say the uh, 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 curing of the curing of the curse and then okay. possibly now it's 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 kind of 50-50 between curing of the curse we cured a god of a of a curse that was awesome <laughs> and the 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 ending where we were puzzling out well we don't want to take the boy away from his guardian but uh how are we going to save mm-hmm. the guardian and then we turn him into this Half stone, half human, cool creature. That was cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Honestly, my favorite part was when you guys turned that prophecy, like, the curse into a prophecy. You know what I mean? Like, when you reversed the curse, like, you actually, like, mm. rewrote it. That was, like, my favorite part. Great. Like I was yeah. so proud of you guys, like, as a GM. Like, it was just awesome it was so good yeah.
0: that was really fun because like you got everything was like going on and Andrew and I were like sitting mm-hmm. here in the background with when there were like other things going on. I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna rewrite this thing and it's gonna be good
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm still so really I'm really proud of that myself <laughs> yeah that was that was my favorite part I think
3: uh, probably like really really funny at the what well, to me later it struck me as really funny is how we did have to for a while we had to contend with the ultimate bad guy at the end but ultimately it's like, We trapped it and it stuck and then it got roasted. That's that's pretty much what happened. (laughs) I was (laughs) like, Okay okay we did it it's over
1: (laughs) the story wasn't really about the goddess of chaos you know like that's obviously Uh, what you guys were trying to do that was the objective but it wasn't really about her it was about the characters
4: no but it was it was just the
3: it was just the comparison of you know we go to the we go to the temple and the priests are talking about this deep dark prophecy and then Oh, she's dead. All right.
4: That's, yeah
2: that's, <laughs> let's
4: go. We're well, that'll
2: <laughs> comes back to the system. Like they even use it as an example, but when you can make words like nuke, it kinda yeah. makes like any yeah. power structure kind of very hard to stick to. Like yeah. <laughs> it's not like we can't contend with gods and we can take like the literal essence of the world around us and rewrite it to whatever we want. So yeah. it's kind of fun, like having that limitless potential, you know. Yeah, yeah totally.
1: speaking of, like, why don't we go ahead and discuss what we liked about the system? Ooh, uh, yeah. So, like, what was like your favorite parts of the spell system specifically? Can I,
2: can I go first? Go ahead. I love how well the entire system fits within itself. So, like, it's yeah. called spell because you're making spells, because you're spelling, using scrabble <laughs> tiles, like duh. Ah, just I love it. It's so I just good. love how yeah. the entire thing feels so right. Like, as we were like reading the book and you were sending us like your cheat sheet, like Mm -hmm. the entire thing just made like intuitive sense. Like it just fits so well. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. It is such a good system. Like it's such a smart idea. Spell your spells. Like it's such a simple, brilliant idea. I cannot wait to talk to this, the creator for this. Like, yeah, same. Oh my gosh. Like, it's like, I want to know where the idea
1: came from. Like, I know, right. like Like, 'Cause it's just... so like unique too. Like I can't yeah. think of any other system that uses scrabble tiles or like yeah, right? you know, like yeah. has such a like random way to use magic. Like everything mm-hmm. else is like you have specific spells that you have. And like you do have permanent spells in this game. But the fun part is when you just get to draw tiles and do whatever the heck you draw. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Like that was like the so random. Yeah.
0: Like, every time we had to, like, make a spell, I got, like, super giddy. Yeah. I was just like, ooh, yeah. I get to make a spell. I'm so excited. I looked for, like, yeah, every opportunity to make a spell. <laughs> it makes the magic exciting.
1: It makes magic exciting. Whereas, like, in other systems, you might get into, like, a rut of, like, oh, well, I'm just going to use the same spell. This time, it was like you literally had to think of a different way to solve the problem every single time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're not just using Fireball on everything. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: I don't get me wrong. I love me a good Fireball, but, like. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's the it's same fun every, more, other things. It's the same. It's more every fun time. to pull yeah. fricking talking penguins out of my out of my bag, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: That was such Wesley, a nice did you uh, have a favorite part time. of the system? Uh just um with the the same thing about the spells uh, in general what has been said and then also uh, the fact that between players the whole collaboration because without that mm-hmm. some of the biggest moments wouldn't have happened and mm, yeah totally I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't the
1: co-op spells yeah yeah,
3: yeah. and I, I don't think you know normally in, in things like uh things like d d or Pathfinder you know you can you can like you can infer a spell onto someone else like one person onto another person but to my knowledge there's not a way to hey I'm going to strengthen your same spell by doing this there's nothing there's nothing really like that so you know and
1: actually the co-op spell is in like the extra and optional rules so it's like not even like part of the main game that like you have to include but i think it's such a unique like concept i was like there's no way we can't not do this well, I mean, <laughs> yeah.
3: plus i mean it makes it makes sense especially for a crew like ours in this story who had yeah. no, had known each other before now it wasn't like we were first meeting because then in that case i would wonder how i was like why are they so willing to work with each other but no if they've known each mm-hmm. other for you know a fair amount of time a little bit. Then yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i think i uh, i'm not a sports ball person obviously but what comes <laughs> to mind is like uh D D is kind of like track and field where you're like on the same team but you're doing your own sport like mm-hmm. independently at least in like mm-hmm. combat you know what i mean like you have your yeah. own moves your own things you're doing your own thing individually and Spell is literally like spell a co-op is like curling. sport. Yeah, it's like curling. Like you have to coordinate with each other yeah. and mm-hmm. communicate and talk and synchronize. And you actually have to work together. Whereas I think in D&D, at least like when I've played D&D or sometimes even in like when we play Pathfinder, I kind of like check out when it's not my turn in combat. Yeah. Like you can't do that with this system. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is is fun. That's something I definitely well, enjoy. The
0: combat is so simple and not complicated. You know, like even when you're, even yeah. when it's like not your turn, you can still probably, you're probably still sitting there like trying to figure out spells for somebody else. You know, like, yeah, exactly. even when you somebody else is doing something, you're like, hmm. <laughs> oh, you know, you could do this. You could, you could do that. You know, like, I, I love that. Yeah. Part of One of my favorite parts of the, the this system is that it's so easy. It's easy to GM. It's easy to play i feel like i could like bring my bag of like Bananagrams and exactly. like a pdf mm-hmm. of this thing and have somebody playing within like a couple of minutes like yeah, it's yeah. so not, simple. it's not complicated yeah, at all i agree mm-hmm. we should run we should run spell sometime for uh, our local like game store hey fun. they're
3: already they're already selling your dice yeah. so i mean
1: <laughs> yeah yeah um what question is next uh you could skip to like um
0: uh, things that didn't happen.
1: Or uh, okay.
0: Cuz otherwise like it's the end of the thing. We don't mm-hmm. have to care about what's going next. Yeah.
1: Okay, so uh things that didn't happen. I don't really think there's anything that didn't happen because I honestly didn't like this was like <laughs> this is like so bad cuz it turned out to be like I think my best one shot that I've GM'd. I didn't plan for this one, like, at all. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. We kind of, like, uh, had a gap in our schedule where we were supposed to do one shot, and then we didn't get it scheduled, and so we kind of had to, like, do one really quick. And so I actually pulled this from, like, a story idea... That I wrote like a long time ago, like the characters of Reuven and Ren, I actually wrote in like a story a while ago. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna pull them in this world that they're in, and I'm gonna put them as supporting characters. So, like, I already had like the kind of world and like the Reuven and Ren characters in my head, but that was like the only thing I had planned. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna incorporate them into this prophecy. That Reuven and Ren deal with in their story. And so that's just kind of how I did it. I just threw you guys in this story that I wrote a while ago. <laughs> that's, that's great. Cool. I
0: mean, that's yeah. a it great way to so do well. it.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, like, I didn't really plan that much because I just had this world already, like, pre built. And so I didn't plan ahead either because. Like we've been talking about, the spells are so ridiculous and crazy. You can't really plan ahead that
0: far. <laughs> How are you to know I was going to pull a god out of my <laughs> exactly. bag? Like,
1: exactly. Exactly. How no you going to possibly for that? that. <laughs> so I don't really have anything that like didn't happen. Uh, but did you guys have any questions for me about? Well, like, I actually, that I actually happen, have something or?
2: that did, but didn't happen. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so when I was making my character I had like a backstory that I knew would probably never come to light because this is a one shot. But it did kind of come to light because situations arose where I could like drop hints about stuff and like react to certain things. And I just was wanted to share it because like I I thought of it. So like my character being a unspeakable was created. So his name alpha beta tact two six is literally just like the number of creation that he was. So like a one was the first one and then a two. So it was like his master's like attempts to create his own life. So I was like the 2000 and something like one. And I was like the final success. And then he was just basically like a slave that was like stuck in this like underground layer. Couldn't get anywhere. Like, couldn't do anything other than what his master told him to, and he, like, dreamed of, like, being able to, like, leave, and then he saw a bird out the window, not window, but, like, out of, like, a hole one day, he saw a bird, and then he started trying to, like, see if he could do magic, and he, that's how he did his first spell, which was, uh, Buteo 9, where he, like, turned himself into a a hawk and, like, flew away, so. Yeah. That's why that was his first spell, which is...
1: And why he has like yeah. those avian features? that, mm-hmm. like,
2: Yeah, because it permanently yeah. changed him. Yeah, That's yep. cool.
1: So, I like that a yeah, lot. That's yeah, that's an awesome backstory.
4: Yeah.
3: yeah. Wow. Well, I didn't have one nearly as uh, impressive as that one. He was just a <laughs> <laughs> he was just a barkeep that loved to it just, collect stories to share it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, no, that's
0: really
1: good. So... It's really yeah. good. <laughs> I, I like that we kind of meet these characters like later on down their journey. You know, mm-hmm. like this. Yeah, they yeah. aren't like they aren't new adventurers like they've obviously been doing stuff before this mm-hmm. so I kind of yeah. like that that they were already like experienced
0: yeah they're seasoned yeah. yeah yeah I did put a little more thought into my character than just you know Mary <laughs> Poppins but uh, yeah but otherwise like I had I had there were some little things in there that I kind of mm-hmm. inserted to, to give you an idea of backstory that like saying much of anything mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Uh any questions
3: I don't think so. Not really. I would just i i I would tag this one. uh, I would tag this one up there with uh, Shanty Hunters as possibilities for people who've never played. It's like if if you've never played at all, just get you know try this one out. It's so darn easy. Mm.
0: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. This one's super easy.
2: I've got a question. Okay. How did you think the story was gonna go before we did things like pull dragons out of bags and such?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question.
1: Um, I honestly wasn't sure because uh, mm-hmm. kind of how I uh, what I had in mind for the like original story that I wrote that I I threw you guys into is when it said like consumed by the great dragon, it was actually the dragon's soul was gonna enter Wren's body. So like that was oh. a possibility that you could have taken like the dragon's essence like and put it into Ren and then fought the goddess of chaos that way. So I think just because that's how I kind of like originally planned it in my story, that was just one way I thought it might go, but I didn't really have any solid expectations of where it was going to go. Because
2: anything could happen.
1: Yeah, and like anything could happen. And like I purposely was like, I'm just going to make this prophecy like, I didn't actually have the prophecy written at the time because in the story I wrote, I didn't have it yet. Like I hadn't Mm -hmm. actually written it yet. So I wrote it specifically for this, but I was like, I'm just going to make this vague curse prophecy thing and give them this moral dilemma and see what happens. (laughs) That Mm. was like my whole plan. I was like, I'm just going to throw them into this and see what happens. What was your,
0: I have to, did you say like what your favorite moment from us was? Like your, what was your favorite, like, what are they doing moment? (laughs)
1: I mean, I mentioned that my favorite part was when you guys rewrote the spell. Like, when, okay, when okay. you rewrote, like, the poem. Like, that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, my favorite moment. I don't know. I mean, obviously, the pulling the dragon got out of the bag. Like,
4: <laughs>
0: is so any, ridiculous. like,
1: GM's worst nightmare, I feel like? <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> like, I
0: could see the deer the in the headlights look in your that? face.
1: I yeah. was glad it was the end of the episode because I had to think about, I honestly still didn't even know what I was going to do when we started recording that episode. <laughs> no. I was like, I'm just going to go with it and we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I'm just glad you didn't eat me
0: immediately.
1: No, I, 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 you have to like, I think from a GM perspective of this game, the key word is flexibility. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. you need to reward your players when they make, smart spells you know what i mean mm-hmm. like even yeah, if it's like like pulling the dragon god out of the bag isn't something that really makes like quote unquote narrative sense <laughs> you know but Mm -hmm. it happened so we had to be flexible and i had to reward you for that creativity you know what i mean like yeah absolutely it's not like how i would write a story but it's how the game went you know Mm -hmm. like yeah so just as like a gm you have to be super flexible and not like railroady at all (laughs) like that's just not the system for that i mean there would have been no way remotely
0: railroad yeah there would
1: have been no way i could have like railroaded you guys at all. And if you would have you would have a GM like that, they That'd wouldn't suck. be able to run this system. Like it no. would just it would suck. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think the only other comment I have is you guys you did ask me if there's anything I changed for the story before. Like when you made your characters and stuff, like Wesley asked mm-hmm. me if I changed the world or whatever. The only thing that I changed based off of like what you guys did was make a uh, Ren actually an unspeakable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or not Ren, uh Reuven. Reuven was make Reuven actually an uh, unspeakable. Uh, I originally I like I planned him as being just a half elf, but like when Susanna said that, like I don't know, you could probably like hear in the audio me being like, like trying to not sound excited because i'm like oh my gosh that makes perfect sense that makes perfect sense that's why you know like that makes that's so much cooler than what i had planned you know
4: (laughs) (laughs) you're giving
0: away the secrets there
1: huh i know yeah and then uh so i wanted to give Susanna credit for that because that definitely wasn't my idea but as soon as she said it i was like that makes total sense that has to be what it is and then i like really quickly thought through i was like well the priests didn't say anything about him being a half elf, they just called him an unspeakable and said that he only told lies. So I was like mm-hmm. Yeah, like this could be like so basically what I changed it to like quickly in my head there was that Reuven was an unspeakable created by the goddess of chaos, and the goddess gave her these false memories of like who he was and stuff. So cool. but it made it made total sense. Like it didn't feel like it didn't conflict or contradict with anything in the story, yeah. so I was like, "Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. It, hmm. it made like, sense." Like, way a cooler. Amazing.
4: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it was way cooler than him just being a half elf.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: it made it a lot more emotional, I think, for all of the characters. Yeah, yeah I think
0: so.
2: He gave us that yeah. cool kind of ending sequence where, it's like, after we had won, we still had a thing to do. You know, yeah. we weren't done. Mm-hmm.
1: I like that
0: a
4: lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the story that I originally wrote, he was. Um, like a half elf that was slowly turning to stone because he didn't want to. His whole character conflict is like, uh, free will versus like destiny, kind of. And mm-hmm. he was fighting destiny because he didn't want the kid to have to fulfill the prophecy. Right. And so the closer it got to the prophecy being fulfilled, the more he turned to stone. So that was uh,
0: mm. cool. That's where his character. So now, came from. now, if you ever like write out the story, are you gonna? Uh... I don't Are you gonna know. make it so that he's an unspeakable?
4: No. I
1: don't know. I'd have to think about how it would affect like the the book world, like the spell yeah. world that we played in, is a little bit different. Of course, yeah. the book yeah. world, but, like the story world that I had planned, is is different. Yeah. And like you said, but that major, well. yeah,
2: yeah, like you said, that major like arc of destiny versus free will. You know, mm-hmm. it, that's it's kind of, what kind the of still story the same was about. thing, even if he's a statue, <laughs> but it's a bit different. You know.
1: Yeah. I
0: do think it being an unspeakable does kind of fit with it because, you know, he's destined to like do this thing or, mm-hmm. you know, he's destined to turn into stone. You know, maybe he's
1: not. I think it's kind of ironic that like the goddess of chaos made an unspeakable for the purpose of like keeping her child to like do this curse with safe. And then he ended up not wanting to sacrifice the child. That's also yeah. very interesting. I like that.
0: I just like that. He's <laughs> like, yeah.
1: here, you're alive. Protect Go do what I want kid. you to.
4: No. Yeah. No. Why would I? I? No. Why?
0: I just. I kind of. I kind of thought of it was as like the goddess of chaos, just kind of screwing with him. You know, like I'm gonna make you do this thing, or you're gonna turn back into stone. You know, like
1: that works too. Yeah. I mean, just as as it being just
0: just unnecessarily cruel. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that. I think it makes sense for context for this character.
1: Yeah. I'm glad I can help. Yes, that was a good story <laughs> moment that wouldn't have happened without uh, you bringing that up. But I thought it worked really Excellent. well. I love those. I yeah. love
0: when those happen. I don't always, ex- I don't always admit when they happen, but I do always.
1: I, <laughs> I always love that one. Fun. Yes, yes. But yeah. pretty much everything else, and I didn't change anything else of the characters of the world. That was the only thing that changed as we played. Cool. So, mm-hmm. Very cool. I think it was a good change.
4: Yeah.
1: Yes, I did too, <laughs> and it made sense. Yeah. Totally. Um, alright, let me look at the questions. I think we're out of questions. Nope. Fan art. Mm. Oh. What kind of fan art from this one shot would you like to see?
4: Hmm. Our
0: characters.
1: The, Our characters,
0: yeah. yeah. The, the, I mean, I always say that for like for like the one shots that we do when we don't have art for the characters, you know? Like, I uh-huh. yeah. would love to see mm. like people's fan art of the characters. Like, yeah. I want to see what other people's interpretations like. Mine is fairly obvious. I am literally Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I I kind of know what my character looks like, but, you know, I'd love to see other people's interpretations, mm-hmm. you know.
3: You know what I want to see? I just want to see a contrast of a character that most people know what she looks like between these two others that are, like, so terribly different looking.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: I'm so glad you let me play dry, Mary Poppins. If <laughs> someone, <yeah. laughs> it's just stupid, crazy character. <laughs> Technically, I my character's it. name in our... Like, in the, um, what's it called? Like, Roll the Roll20 20. 20 thing. It says where name is. I just wrote, I go by Mary. So, technically, yeah. my character's name is I go by Mary. I go by Mary,
1: <laughs> yeah. For legal purposes, it's For I go by purposes, Mary. For legal purposes, yeah. Mm. Um, if someone can draw dragons really well, I'd love to see uh, a Forge uh, or Asgartov with the Mm. broken uh, gold crown. Oh, yeah. Gold crown
3: on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I would love to see a big, angry, chained up,
0: like magically chained up (laughs) dragon with Mary Poppins just standing there with her hands on her hips. hips, Hands on her hips, yeah, just like...
4: That would be hysterical. Yeah.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I I (laughs) kind of want to see what my dragon looks like. I described her as green, but that's pretty much all I did, so... I mean, or us
0: like drinking like tea out of a thermos on the top of the dragon. Yeah. Oh, that would
1: be a
3: really good one too.
2: <laughs> that would yeah. be really
1: funny. It's There's a, a bunch of really thing. funny art things, yeah, that you could draw. Anyone, uh. could, you could have a lot of fun with this one. Like the
0: world was really cool. Like you could draw. Yeah. Like what do you think the the dragons' little acolytes look like? You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. or
2: what you think the spells or look Reuben like. or Reuven and Wren. Yeah. You know. Or uh,
0: what does it look like when we speak the spells like there's so many things that you could do with this that would be so fun
3: yeah Mm -hmm. and I mean you never know it might actually become the art for a certain moment that you didn't even plan for and then turned out in the show (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Wow. I would also like to see art of
2: somebody trying to just show physically how the dragon came out of her bag because I know we kind of described it as like, <laughs> I, was it, what was it? Was the bag like opening up way bigger than it should? Or like the no, dragon I think the was dragon was like,
0: was like getting, squeezed out. getting squeezed out. That was kind you of my to, thought. To, like, I don't think the bag like, changed shape.
3: You have to shake
1: yeah, the bag out? I don't out. know. It's kind of like one of those things that's hard to visualize because it's literally impossible.
0: <laughs> I imagined it very cartoony. Yes, yeah. yeah, which makes sense, you, you know, like Mary Poppins. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Of course,
0: it's
3: like he's yeah. been—he's crushed down, like like Looney Tunes. I then. was so <laughs> glad mm-hmm. I got
0: the chance to use the
1: uh, the penguins. Penguins. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that, was, that was so good.
3: I imagine them in bow ties because, of course, they're always the in peng-wings.
1: bow ties. They were—they did have bow ties. Yeah, yes. they did have bow ties.
3: Okay, I, yeah, I, I didn't remember if that was mentioned. Bow ties. Yeah. That was the point. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. has to be yeah. the yeah. I actually,
0: I actually, we played the first game. And then I was like, I need to watch Mary Poppins again because I haven't seen it forever. Because I need to like remember yeah. how this character works.
4: Yeah. yeah, So I was like,
0: I had a pretty good idea, but like I wanted to make sure. And so I like watched it. It's like I'm studying this. Mm.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, now that I think of it, I know it didn't happen, but I really, you know, anyone who wants to uh, art this or just or just make a make a theory, what do you think the other two characters would measure up on on her tape measure? i want to see that (laughs) Uh, she never actually (laughs) she never that'd
0: be kind of funny like mary poppins like measuring the the characters that'd be a fun little yeah
3: and then at the end there's a
1: lot there's a lot you could do with this for art wise Mm -hmm. you know
3: yeah Yeah. I, i think
1: last comment before we go to like the interview section is just saying that I would, hands down, 10 out of 10 play this system again. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, oh yes. yeah. Absolutely. It was so good. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. It was so good.
1: This game was so, <laughs>
0: so fun.
1: It was so And I fun. feel
0: like you could go as long or as short as you wanted with it. Like, it works yeah. really well as, like, a, a short game, you know? But for, mm-hmm. like, a longer term, like, more... I don't know how it would work for, like, a grimdark sort of setting, but, like, for more whimsical kind of games...
1: Yeah, you can make it work for a long-term campaign. I think you'd have to make sure you're taking like detailed notes every session, <laughs> just because everything yeah. changes so yeah. fast. But, but I, I do think, think it could work for long. It works, it work works so long-term. good. I, I would. But I it would works amazing it as, as a one shot. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely.
3: After going through this, I can't help thinking, well, what happen if you took this system and put it in the Discworld? Wouldn't that be awesome?
2: Oh, that would be great. That would fit brilliant. so well. That would be brilliant.
0: Have you read the Discworld books? No, I haven't. Okay. Oh, well, I I'm going to give you a book out. when you come. When Shame you, on you visit <laughs> next time because it's just the best series. I'm Terry sorry. Pratchett's Discworld books. <laughs> it would fit so so perfectly with the Spell World, like absolutely. Okay.
3: Do not feel bad. I I've only ever read like two out of the entirety of them, and there are tons. I so. have
0: lots of them. I love them. Oh, okay. The best. <laughs> I picked him up one time because I was bored in an uh, airport and I was like, I need a book. And I was like, I've heard this guy is good and he died recently and all my nerd friends are sad. <laughs> so I, had, I was like, he has to be good, right? And I picked it up and I He's hilarious. rarely laughed He's so many so times. He's
3: hilarious. That's,
1: that's cool. That's great.
3: Yeah.
0: So totally, totally good. I think that's about all we can do for this. We are going to go on to our interview with the creator of this series. It is going to be super fun. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm sure you guys will enjoy it too. So until then, we will say goodbye. So now that we've finished up our debrief, let's go ahead and talk to the creator of this game. We're doing a little interview. Uh, say hi,
5: Taylor. Hello, welcome. Thank you. Uh, not welcome. Thank you for having me. I feel welcomed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Yes, we'll yeah. say welcome to you. Yeah. Thank you. Welcome. Thanks so much for joining us. I we we absolutely love this game, and we were like, hey, we, I okay, I was like, hey um <laughs> we should i should reach out and see if i can find the, the creator and see if they're interested in talking to us so we found you and you messaged me back and i was like yay they want to talk to
5: us yeah that's so cool so
0: yeah it's it's awesome uh we're really excited to, to talk about this but we have a couple of questions for you we kind of brainstormed some earlier but uh the first thing i kind of want to know is how did you get into we'll do a little backstory stuff how'd you get into doing like tabletop games like, how'd you get into playing or how'd you get into making? Both, I guess.
5: Yeah, so I, I suppose there's a long version and a short version. The long version is ever since I was a child, right? I definitely have this greater theory that playing pretend is just proto-RPGs, uh, which I think everybody does uh, at, at some point in their life, but for tabletop specifically, uh, it was Out of high school, I reconnected with some friends that I had gone to high school with. Uh, We had gone our separate ways, and we kind of re-met up at uh, the college that we were going to. And they told me about this LARP thing that they were doing. Uh, Now, I had done some... Oh, wow. Yeah. No, yeah. I I started strong. (laughs) Nice. I had done some (laughs) things like that before. Like, uh, early in high school, when I was way too young to be participating in a Vampire the Masquerade LARP, I participated in Vampire the Masquerade LARP.
4: Uh, And I was like, I need a nope out of
5: this. I'm like 12. Um, Oh, my God. Yeah. I relate to
4: that on a spiritual level. Wow,
5: wow, wow. Mm. It it is often the experience that people at LARPs are either too old for it or too young for it. Um, There's a very, very middle spot that is fleeting. Um but you know like when I was like much younger too, I used to do forum roleplay. I was on this uh virtual battle school. It was an Enders game sort of um AU (laughs) Ah nice. Uh,
4: Cool. Yeah and again I was
5: too young to really know what I was doing or what was going on. It was just fun to write on the internet. Yeah. And so like I... Some
0: of us can identify
5: with that. Uh, yeah, you know, being <laughs> Me, too young on the internet, sweet. writing things and just... <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Yes. I have no
3: idea what you're talking about
4: at
5: all. <laughs> uh, pretty universal experience. Yeah, and so I, I reconnected and was um, part of the LARP. And then I ended up uh, co-running the LARP for a, a good few years. And all altogether, I was I was part of it for about seven eight years um and while i was there you know we were working with world of darkness uh, we were playing um changeling the lost um which is uh, a fun kind of fairy centric urban fantasy game and that Ooh. was a, a pretty fun world to be in uh and i just got really into homebrew um world of darkness for its many uh. many many faults um has uh <laughs> it, it really invites you to uh homebrew make up your own mechanics make up your own like character options and powers and those sorts of things so i had a lot of fun with it uh and that's kind of what got me thinking that that was a thing that i could do and for spell it's one of those chicken egg scenarios that i honestly think it was something where like i was looking at scrabble tiles one one day and i was like yeah i could i could do something with this uh originally you know i was thinking like they have little numbers on them i could use the numbers somehow because you know what else has numbers dice and it was all coming together yeah. <laughs> end up scrapping that idea obviously uh but the impulse system was something that i started designing for a, a completely different game we we're gonna switch from changing the loss to a homebrew thing so i was kind of doing some free labor writing what you know potential mechanics that sort of stuff and i came up with the impulse system as just uh a part of how characters might interact and it got cut from that system and I was kind of looking at it and I was like you know what I kind of like this just on its own as its own uh structure and remembered uh the sort of Scrabble idea of that being the magic aspect and combining those two I was like okay yep this was the backbone that I needed for this otherwise way too open and, and chaotic magic system Um, and, uh, you know, I, I launched it on Kickstarter, it failed and the better thing for it, because (laughs) I didn't know what I was doing a couple years later, I really launched it, uh, and it was phenomenally successful, uh, and super thankful for that. And yeah, so that, that kind of got out into the world and that was, um, uh, I think the, the relaunch of the, the version that has a cover and a spine and everything that you might encounter out in the wild, uh, that was 2018, I think. But uh, the original beta version that that first launched out into the internet wilderness was uh, 2015. So we're actually creeping up on the 10-year anniversary, which was oh my god, surreal. That's
4: yeah, crazy. so old that's awesome.
2: We should have Hannah tell her story about uh, how she found this in the wild and why we played it.
4: Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> you can tell. You could tell. I think we mentioned it in oh, yeah. one of the early episodes, but just yeah. just tell real quick because it's kind of fun.
1: Well, basically, we were, uh, me, Andrew, and Susanna were at uh, Gen Con, and I think I... My phone had died and so I needed to sit in like mm. the lost and found room and charge my phone while they were at like the cosplay contest uh competition thing. And so then after my phone was done charging, I was like, "Well, I'm just going to go walk around like the exhibition hall on my own." And I found this like corner booth full of all of these like indie uh tabletop games, and like the first one I picked up was Spell. And I was like, you use Scrabble tiles? What? Yeah. <laughs> and I immediately bought it. So I I bought the hard copy of Spell at Gen Con. <laughs> that's
5: awesome. That must have been the Indie Press Revolution.
1: Yeah, that's what yeah, it was. That's, that's, yeah, that's it was. And then she like
0: ran up to us like later. She's <laughs> like, oh, I got this thing. We have to play this game. And I was like, yes. Yes, we do. And, and then we, we had some like, it. we do, yes. we do, uh, uh, a show called One Shot Mondays, which is basically—it should have been called Mini Mini Series Monday. I, I acknowledge that now, but it's basically we do all these—we play uh, a one shot that takes forever. One shot,
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> In yeah, a different they do.
0: system than our main one, <laughs> mostly because we really wanted to play other games. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so this is a good excuse for that. So yeah. yeah, so every two weeks we have another another game and and. Uh, another episode of whatever we're playing and we were like well we kind of need something for in between this thing that we're doing and this thing that we're doing so hey hannah can you run spell for us
2: that's awesome it was was just like the perfect timing we were like it was perfect timing it was great yeah
0: so yeah it's been a ton of fun did you did you get to listen to it at all just out of curiosity
5: i i i've heard the first three episodes Um, uh so yeah yeah, i got pretty pretty far into it yeah
0: Are we are we using are we using the system well? I'm curious. Mostly correct.
1: Hopefully, Hopefully.
5: wonderfully. No, I think it's really funny when people are are like, "We'll talk to the creator. You're the most knowledgeable person about the system." Like, no,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wrote it and then (laughs) forgotten most of it. No, one of the funny things about it is because it's (laughs) gone through some
5: iterations, um, and so, so there are some newer rules that were added later oh, into the development no. process that I mm. felt were good mechanics. But like in terms of raw number of games that I have personally run, I have done more games without those rules, um, uh. than like I have with those rules. So like the token system, for example, is one of those things that honestly, when I'm doing my little, like silly little one shots that I do sometimes, I always forget to like, that tokens are a currency that you can do where you like essentially hand somebody a tile and like use this for later. Um, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no,
0: we did not do that. I don't think.
5: <laughs> no, no. I don't think I did that
1: either <laughs> for the one shot.
5: <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of the way that spell is designed. It's, it's a very streamlined core where if all you want to do is just run this, here you go, here it is. Um, and it's got those, extra bits that you can add on to flesh it out if you want to or if it turns into a longer campaign or you've played it a couple of times and you want to look at ways to kind of mix it up a little bit there are those other optional things but you can still get a pretty full experience out of just running the core mechanics but no i i, I think in terms of your running it, hannah especially uh, the the <laughs> encouragement of like well, you tell me if that works, and uh, encouraging people yeah. to discover Like well, what does that look like when you do it? Um, those are excellent. Um, also, that you, you used uh, <laughs> Kareem, uh, who is one of my favorite monsters yeah. that I wrote. Like
0: oh, I love that I one. loved Kareem. Yeah. I was so excited. <laughs>
5: um, and, well, like, and that you knew, like, uh, uses on it recognized um, that from, like, ah, oh, you're ahead. But like, um, I. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I tend to struggle when in writing games with like the example scenarios. Um, and that's usually more mm-hmm. often than not. When I'm reading a book, I am a bad reader and I skip over a lot of examples and samples and stuff. And I'm like, I'll just I'll just come up with my own stats, uh, and those sorts of things. Wow. And so when it comes to writing out stat blocks and examples, um, that that's one of the harder things. So all of those names of creatures that I included as samples in that chapter are all generated by letter tiles. Mm hmm. And once, like, I kind of, like, worked backwards from the name to figure out what it was, and I think Kareem was one of the weirder ones, because it's, like, this abstract entity that only exists in kind of, like, this two-dimensional plane, (laughs) Um, and I really like weird mind-bendy physics, labyrinth-style, like, nonsense, and I try to slip something like that into all my games that I do, just like, and here's a weird sort of, what are your physics even uh, type of mechanic, so that... (laughs) that that creature resonated with you to include above like the others just made me very very happy <laughs>
1: Mm. (laughs) that's great you'll probably then in the later episode recognize another one i took one of the behemoths and just gave it like a different name so you'll probably recognize that one too oh
5: awesome oh great (laughs) yeah yeah
1: Yeah. (laughs) i was so excited when i realized
0: what what she was doing because like because i decided i was going to be like a summoner like that was going to be like you know part of my thing was that and i knew that neither one of the boys had like read any of that stuff so they wouldn't have known what i was doing and they would have been so like confused so i was like (gasps) I know what this is. <laughs> so I was yeah. so excited because I thought that was one of the more fun ones as well. So I was excited that that she had used that thing and I was like, I know what you're doing. That's <laughs> <Yes>. awesome. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: I love that. Yeah. It was very fun.
0: Yeah. So I have to
2: say kind of in line with all that is one of the things that me as a player, I really enjoyed about the system is just how open and able to, I guess, able to homebrew, for lack of a better way to say it, like it was really easy to like for Hannah, like it was for us, we noticed how easy it was for her to come up with something and use the system to tell that story. And it it didn't feel like one of those systems where you get kind of like bogged down in having to play a certain way, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, you can't, you can't do this. It was very, very free and opening (laughs) and able to, to do what we wanted. Yeah. Which I love. I love systems that are very easy to understand Very quickly, like like things that you can pick up like the very first time you play are always the best for me, and I love that.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, like this this system's great because like I feel like I really could probably like one of the reasons we like Monster of the Week so much. This our main show um, is that it's a system that I can explain someone how to play and then probably have them playing within like 15 minutes. Like, I feel like I could probably do that in like five with Spell. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's such a simple system.
5: It's interesting too, because like, I think Monster of the Week is a really good example of a type of game that it's very ready to play kind of out of the box. And I've played in Monster of the Week before, and it's a system that I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something where it's really easy to get the vibe that it's going for, and to hop into the Mm -hmm. world. Um, It's such a cool fun pulpy world to play in Uh, the mechanics make sense you pick your playbook it there's there's variation there's customization where you can really make the characters your own but it sets it up for you to be really accessible and I think spell is interesting Mm -hmm. because it's kind of the opposite in that it's it's very very open-ended where it's a straightforward system but you can fit it comfortably into any sort of setting that you're trying to do
4: Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think
5: that that's also helpful, so you don't have to like learn the lore and and learn the other aspects. So just mm-hmm. like those mm-hmm. those different design philosophies that um, easy to learn can either be open ended or here are a lot of examples. Here's here's structure. Just kind of how you approach mm-hmm. those two
4: elements. Yeah. yeah,
0: it it kind of reminded me a little bit of um, another game that uh, another system that was really like what was the base system for uh, Deadlands. Savage Worlds? S- S- Savage, Savage Worlds. Savage Worlds. Yeah. yeah. It reminded yeah. me a lot of like how Savage Worlds is like, this is the base thing, and you can mm-hmm. do this with anything. And then you have yeah. like the setting of the, the deadlands reloaded, yeah. which is another one shot we did.
2: That, that was gonna be my exact point. Was like I could see this system being played in like any of like the you know the, the tropes that you would see people play. Like we played it in a fantasy setting. I could see it in an urban fantasy setting. I could see it in a western that has like weird magic, kind of like Deadlands. Like I could see it in any setting where you could conceivably have magic, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. And 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 you could do like with Savage Worlds and make like a like a setting book, you know? I did, mm-hmm. yeah. And that would so, be a, a cool way of, oh, exam- you did? Oh. of expanding it. Oh, you did? Really? Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, have you done something like that?
5: So yeah, so there's Spellbook. Uh, it's called Spellbook Volume 1, um, and I was going to do a Volume okay. 2, but like I said, examples and samples and things like that are the hardest part for me to do. So yeah. Volume yeah. 2 never came to be. Um <laughs> more or less yeah um but yeah so there, there's spellbook uh volume one which i still have some physical copies left you can either get them on like my store uh indie press revolution does stock them but it's possible that they didn't have um them on the table at that time supplements just don't sell as well as core books and that's that's yeah. just like the, the way that it is um but yeah mm-hmm. so it it comes with five settings um that are each uh, illustrated but with different artists too um and so Ooh, cool. i gotta have a lot of I yeah i gotta have a lot of fun bringing in different artists to kind of give their own um feeling and and uh, aesthetic to each world so there's uh, uh the crystal at skymouth which is like high fantasy adventure um like quest style um with one of those like morally dubious indians where like we have to go do the prophecy thing, but is doing the prophecy <laughs> thing the right choice? Or are we just like perpetuating uh like
4: hmm. yeah, the status quo. <laughs> and so like I, okay. I was
5: wondering almost if you were familiar with that. You'd gone a totally different direction <laughs> no. in terms of like the the. T- yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like
0: just just keep listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just keep listening. It's great. Yeah. yeah it's so great. Um, Episode five.
5: Yeah, well, like, and, and those are the kind of vibes that are getting, and, and I love that part of, of fantasy, um, especially the yeah. the kind of weird trope where you get, like, have they been in the Middle Ages for, like, thousands of years? Like, why is technology <laughs> not progressing, and that's actually part Advancing. of the setting, is yeah. there's a yeah. magical barrier. Oh, that's cool, that's that, cool. Yeah. Yeah. There that's cool. is um, Magical Moon Warriors, which is a uh, magical girl um setting, which is, like, <laughs> modern, you go to the moon and fight <laughs> monsters, and, There is, uh, the spells are just a little bit different the way that you set them up starting, uh, spells. So one of them is like a transformation spell, um, instead of just your regular signature spell.
0: Oh, cool. And so you're encouraged
5: to come up with like your, your magical transformation. So you go into a different version and then like when you use your spell to transform any action, any impulse action that you do is seen through the lens of this transformed version of yourself. And I, it's the the whole thing's like a, a Sailor Moon homage, um, and <laughs> sure. yeah, there is. Wow, I don't know how much editing you do, but just for my own embarrassment, you might have to <laughs> skip out all the uh, me thinking about what the titles of my own stories. Are.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I'll give you a second to think about it, but I, yeah. I have the same problem. Like, uh, well, most of us are, here are writers, so we yeah totally understand
5: look i wrote it down so it didn't have to stay in my head exactly yeah
1: exactly yeah
0: the rampant ADHD doesn't help either. <laughs>
5: <laughs> there's Wakeful and Reverie, which is a uh, sort of surreal action type of thing with dream magic, where uh, you start out as That's lucid dreamers, cool. and like the magic is oh. just shaping dreams. And there's a dream Ooh. entity who is essentially trying to break over into the real world. So like dream magic, lucid oh, dreams I start neat. spilling over.
1: That's cool. That's very there's, cool. Very cool.
5: Oh, it's alliterative. jinks at Huntsville High, I think is what it's called. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's uh, like okay. you have to plan this your your like speaker high school students in the special speaker class, um, and you have to plan <laughs> okay. the school dance, but also a monster attacks the school.
4: Okay. Cool. <laughs> and nice. then there's God <laughs> Queen, awesome.
5: which you actually play as a pantheon of gods, and you guide a civilization over like hundreds, if not thousands of years, as they go. From that, is so yeah. cool. that, that is so, is so actually really cool. I love
0: that. I love that. That's, that's awesome. so smart. Those are all so different and fun. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, can you send me a link to that where people could buy it and we'll put it in our show notes yeah, so sure uh, people can check it out if they want to. So yeah, that is, that is really, really cool. I really like that. That's really, I, I, I was just thinking like, hey, have you done something like that? And you have. And that's great. Awesome.
5: Yeah. And it kind of speaks to that because I'm I'm familiar with Savage Worlds. And I think a lot of times that that core formula is my go to um, because I like Mm -hmm. to, you know, have fun with the worlds that I come up with. um, And I don't like reading a lot of lore (laughs) um, and then sticking to that lore. Um, But I know things like Deadlands um, and just being able to have examples of like these are things that a system can do can be really helpful
0: awesome yeah that that was super that was super great i used very little of the lore <laughs> from deadlands <laughs> when we actually yeah. <laughs> uh, when we actually like use when we actually like played the game but we didn't need um, it but it was it was great, great, great like having the system and and all the different the the different moves and stuff and yeah it was it was great it was super fun so one question i wanted to ask is uh, mm-hmm. about spell like what is your favorite like aspect of the game like what's your favorite thing about it
5: um, I love hearing about the weird spells that people make, <laughs> and, uh, just, yeah, I, I think the seeing the, I, I think transition from somebody being aware of the game and thinking like, Oh, Scrabble tiles for magic. That sounds neat. And then actually going through the process and being like, can I, can I spell this word? Like, is it okay yeah. if I do this? Like. <laughs> yeah yeah do it yeah, um do and it. That, that excitement <laughs> yeah and then kind of in turn how that can inform the characters uh so characters cool. are a little bit more descriptive instead of like prescriptive so it's not like All you right. pick a character and you unlock their abilities which you can you know see what you get when and more like I guess my character's kind of a fire caster now because I've done these things, or you know, like I really <laughs> yeah, end up yeah, leaning yeah. on these kind of spells more than I expected to. So mm-hmm. having that that personal touch that people get to bring to their characters and to the story and just how problems are resolved, I think is really really fun to see. Yeah.
0: Once again I'm going to say you're it, it, keep listening you're going to love episode 5 <laughs> and 6 specifically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yep. it's it's great.
1: <laughs> There's some great character moments that like only happened because of like the spells that they chose yeah. to do and it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's very cool like some of the stuff we came up
0: with and I I was thinking like as you were talking about that I was thinking about my character in the game and how like I, uh, yes, I use the spells, but the way I do it usually is pulling stuff out of my bag. Yeah, original <laughs> yeah. character, do not
5: steal. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Original character, do not yeah, steal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> obviously.
0: But um, obviously, like that's that's like a, a really fun way, and 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 like I didn't have to like pick a specific like class to be able to do that. Like anyone can make anything they want, and that's like a thing that I really enjoy. Like that this is mm-hmm. kind of like a like a classless system more mm-hmm. or less. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, I, you've
2: I, got your um. I forget what the phrase was, but like the the different
1: the impulses, architectures, no,
2: like the schools of thought. Archetypes. Yeah, yeah. Archetypes. Oh Archetypes. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. It... yeah, yeah, philosophies, yeah, yeah, philosophies. Yeah, there's like different like you kind of decide like how you think your character is going to approach the world, but you're not like tied to it like yeah. you would a class in like D and D or Pathfinder. You know, where you only have certain things you can do because of your
5: class. So yeah, yeah exactly. That was definitely very fun. And that's something that also kind of gets introduced in Spellbook as well. Each setting has a list of, like, ten archetypes that talks about, like, different characters that might exist in the world, the impulses that they might favor over others, um, the type of spells that they might gravitate towards, like, whether, you know, like... And the the high fantasy, the artisan is going to have like physical spells. Maybe they use like a hammer as their conduit and they're very into constructive, creative spells. And they use like these impulses, whereas the the warrior is going to use like these sort of impulses. Again, it's not too prescriptive um, and you're not Mm -hmm. at all required to pick one over the other. But when you have, I think, examples like that, it can kind of help guide you. But yeah, the philosophies were kind of the first step there thinking about well how does my character approach the world and let's go from there yeah
4: mm-hmm.
0: yeah i i just love that you can you can kind of make up your own stuff and figure out like where you want to go with your character and it's just it's just a super fun system
3: uh i'm not going to spoil anything but i really loved the the fact that uh cooperation between spellcasters that's mm-hmm. awesome oh yeah the yeah. fact that, that existed uh, was for, very for cool. for reasons that will be apparent <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep. but uh, but it was just like, and especially the way Hannah, the way Hannah used it. Cause then it like visually, well, they, they, they come out cool. What happens? I'm not going to say anything. But, Again, but
0: episode five and six. It's great. That, that
3: too. That Yeah. Yeah. But it's not like your, your individual, individual members all fighting towards the same. Go- well, you are, but you're able to help each other, which is always like, that's one mechanic I always like in games.
5: So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I also noticed that you picked up on the other cooperative kind of meta mechanic is when somebody, when one person is doing a spell, uh, that everybody can be involved in that process. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I I think sometimes there's a very kind of personal or, or private sense of this is me, this is what my character does, this is what I'm doing as my character. But when the the tiles are on the table, either virtual tabletop, um, and I think uh, the way you did it with cards uh, on Roll20, um, from the, the sounds of it was awesome. I, there's, I wish I was more technically savvy. Uh, I've heard of other kind of like fan builds of people doing it on Roll20. I don't know if you noticed, mm-hmm. but I think the character sheets on Roll20 for spell might still be an older version. Or they might be up to date. I don't know if Probably. you use them. Or not. <laughs> I don't know.
1: We use them. I didn't use them too much. I think they just use it for reference of like how many levels they have in like each impulse. Yeah. Okay. And so we didn't yeah. really level up the impulses too much. So we didn't really have to use the character sheet too much.
5: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that that having all the letters in front of everybody and everybody being able to look at it and, and say like Oh, like you could spell this or you could spell that. And and, and then the conversation that happens (laughs) Mm -hmm. around it, I think that can fill space that can sometimes be filled with, let me flip through the book and see what my power does. So I can like tell Mm -hmm. you how it it Mm -hmm. happens. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: So one question we wanted to ask, um, just out of curiosity, again, as writers, how long did it take you to like make this system?
5: Gosh, that's uh, that's kind of interesting because it happened in in two phases. There is the the initial work on it, which was just sort of the hobby style, uh, of um, you know, not only was it uh, adjacent to doing the larp and i was doing things for larp and that was kind of my main creative focus i was kind of doing this on the side of that but of course larp was on the side of i think i was like working two or three full-time jobs at that point in time i was working an insane amount of hours (laughs) and that's that's the the magic of your early 20s i guess um (laughs) (laughs) that beta version came out and it was pretty bare bones Mm -hmm. And uh, the process of taking it, like, that was, I don't know, six months to a year, maybe. Um, Mm -hmm. And then um, I let it sit for a while. uh, And when I decided to come back to it, that's when I brought in uh, more art, uh, designer, uh, like graphic design, and some editorials, some spot work there. Uh, And that's something where I have kind of been talking about this on on Twitter a little bit that I'm, I'm planning a second edition for spell, which is technically third edition, but not really because Mm. the version that's out (laughs) there is first edition. And before that, I just called that beta because that's really all it was. Ah. Yeah. And it's looking like it's going to land on the 10th anniversary. So anniversary edition, that just sounds nice. That's Uh, that's that's great.
0: It's a good marketing there.
5: And I definitely want to um, tear in there a little bit more deeply with editors just kind of going bit by bit instead of kind of like the spot work that i did with um some of the elements and spell like i had like a sensitivity sensitivity reader come in and just kind of look at how safety tools are integrated as well as um there there's a little statement there about uh if your characters have disabilities um, Mm-hmm. Because I was very used to systems at that time, like World of Darkness, where disabilities, either physical or mental disabilities, were, like, specific static stat modifiers. Where, like, if you have this disability mm-hmm. and yeah. you take yeah. a minus one mm-hmm. to all, like, dexterity-based things like that. And that was something that made me kind of uncomfortable. Um, but as, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, like neurodivergent, but... Uh, able-bodied person um i kind of wanted to get another perspective and and spell statement is essentially like it if you're you're an adventurer and you're able to do the things that adventurers do so if you're a different yeah, if yeah. you're disabled if you um and so that's part of the, the art inspiration that went into the cover of it um uh, if you notice the, the, the cover of the book um one of the Main characters there has a prosthetic leg. One of them has a hearing oh, aid. Oh, cool! And cool. Those cool. are just things that I think I I wanted to be able to show can exist in a n- normal and conducive way in in an adventure yeah. setting. It doesn't <laughs> mm-hmm. have to be like because you have this life experience, you have to take a minus two to all like. This kind of roles, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. I
1: totally, I totally feel that, and I yeah, noticed we, that in the book, and I appreciate
0: it. <laughs> we 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 enjoy including some of those things. Like, um, one of our, one of our uh, main NPCs in our main game has is it ms is that yeah stanley has ms and
1: miguel's in a wheelchair and miguel's in a wheelchair (laughs) and they
0: are fully capable characters they're fully capable oh yeah they have they have have saved our lives so many one of our main pcs in our uh in our patreon game is uh is mute completely and
4: still gets around
0: and is is horrifically badass oh yeah yeah. that's awesome we 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 love including that sort of stuff (laughs) in in the world just to kind of show that stuff off And obviously like all of us are sort of uh, well, most of us are a little on the uh, neurodivergent no side. side. And... Officially, uh. me. <laughs> officially, yeah, yes. Officially, I have recently yeah. been diagnosed with ADHD as well. <laughs> so.
3: I am not. I am not ADHD, but I can. Uh, I can lend to the uh, quote uh, disabled side because right here. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's me. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yes. Mm
0: uh yeah wesley has um mm. cerebral palsy cerebral correct yeah. winner so we we like including that sort of stuff in there just to show off that hey people who have disabilities or whatever can still totally be awesome badass people so yeah, yeah. so i i really like the, that you included that sort of thing in in the new version or will be including oh, it that's or, in the current is it in the current version yeah, too, so the, yeah. I, mm-hmm. that's in the current I version
5: yeah Um, And that's something where, like, I brought in a sensitivity reader to kind of help go over that part. But um, in Mm -hmm. in a fuller version, I would I would want to uh, work with an editor on kind of like cover to cover, because, as you Mm -hmm. noticed, doesn't have a table of contents. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's something that i'm still kicking that. myself over like it doesn't have a table of context yeah. and it doesn't have an uh index and like how could i miss that um and that's because yeah. i was trying to do you too know, much you know we, all we, on my own yeah.
4: Yeah. i mean it's an
0: awesome system it's so short though too so yeah. it really does it's easy to it's just not too hard through, to kind yeah. of skim through a little it's yeah. not like one of those like freaking like 300 page dungeons and dragons books or whatever yeah yeah,
5: yeah.
2: Yeah, missing something like a table of contents or an index is what we call being too close to it in like yeah. my office, like where I work day to day. Like when someone's too close to it, sometimes you just don't notice the obvious thing until that other person comes through and just points at it and is like, hey, you, you forgot this. And you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot that. Thanks. Yeah,
1: yeah I have a I've, great I've, example of that. And yeah. an email one of my coworkers wrote wasn't me. So I can, you know, talk about <laughs> it and yeah. not be embarrassed. <laughs> Uh, they are writing something about public administration. And it's this big header on the top of the email. Instead of public, they put pubic and had no oh, idea.
4: Oh,
3: no.
0: Oh, my gosh. it that's so embarrassing. Just because they rough. looked
1: at it so many times. It didn't get sent out like that, thankfully. Uh, but they looked good. at it so many times, they just didn't see it anymore.
0: <laughs> Boy, can you imagine sending that out to a bunch of college students? Yeah, that would be <laughs> awful. Wow. <Whoa. laughs> I have, I'm pretty sure I changed a character's hair color halfway through a book one time and didn't notice until somebody (laughs) like one of my beta readers pointed it out to me. And I was like, hey, this character used to have black hair. And I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cut
5: the scene where they dyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that.
0: Um, by the way, if you're, if you're going to do like a Kickstarter or something for like second edition and you wanted to like, come on and maybe run a game to help get some hype for it before it comes out, let us we've, know. We've done that before. We've done that in the past for <laughs> yeah, a that different is. game. Yeah, we did a game yeah. called Shanty Hunters and it was great.
4: Yeah. So,
0: um,
4: hey, I'd play so the one, one, Absolutely. One <laughs>
0: question we wanted to ask is, uh, do you have any advice for people who are doing, uh, who want to get into writing these sorts of games?
5: Oh yeah. Um, so, I think writing role-playing games uh, is really like it's creatively rewarding in a way that's so different from other types of writing because like you can get into the fiction of it, but you almost uh, it's it's creating the structure for other people to create rewarding fiction. So it's almost like a one step <laughs> removed kind of meta type of type of writing. And there is a number of different ways that like, I've, I've spoken with folks who get into writing where they kind of go about it, um, whether you're, you know, you're kind of like concept first or mechanics first or setting first. Sometimes you have like a world that you want to write in, um, and you just kind of like make it work from there. I think it's gr- a, a great start to familiarize yourself with at least a couple different systems. Just to know what's kind of out there, how different systems come at the same type of problems. So uh, conflict is is one of the the, the key ones um, when forces oppose each other, right? Or um, you know, describing the key mechanics behind an individual character, like what what stats do they use and those sorts of things. You don't have to like read every game in existence, and there, there are so many of them. But you know, start with a couple of basics, start with a couple of like larger games, whatever you can get your hands on. And then, if you're able to dip into some like weird, abstract indie lyric games, too, just to think about things really abstractly, uh, that can be an interesting way to kind of push yourself out of kind of like a preconceived notion of what games even are or need to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that can help. Recalibrate when you get too into the weeds of things. So, something that I like doing um, when I get too into the weeds, especially in a larger game, is just uh, do like 200 word RPGs, um, which is uh, a challenge that happens annually. I think it stopped during pandemic times because they're like, hey, take a break, everybody. <laughs> but, like there they are entire games that are written in two hundred words or less, and there's so many of them. so just cool. like going in um and and reading those, trying to write those yourself, it really kind of abstracts the idea of gameplay, gets you out of your head in terms of actual resources. there's a handful of works out there that I think are helpful um let's see if i can remember the titles off the top of my head i can always like include those in links later if you want to include them in the show notes or something
0: yeah of course yeah send me the links
5: but there's simple world by uh that's uh, buried without ceremony so avery adler who did quiet year and also monster hearts oh okay it's a uh, simple world and it's kind of like a how-to guide for powered by the apocalypse games And I think Powered by the Apocalypse is uh, a really interesting philosophy that I think has a lot uh, to share with other systems. Even if you're not doing what you call a Powered by the Apocalypse game, ultimately, uh, there are some really interesting, like, the idea of failing forward, right? So when you fail a roll, that that's not the end of the world. um, And you can maybe actually benefit from a failure. Um, And other philosophy things is helpful. And then there is, like, you have two stats, is one where it's just like a little zine, um, and it talks about smaller form games like lasers and feelings, uh, and other like honey heist or whatever, like those games where it's like you have two <laughs> steps. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it kind of talks about like that that bare bones theory. And uh, there's uh, another zine that I think is just called like RPG making or something. But if you try to Google that, you're just gonna find <laughs> RPG Maker, uh, which is a fantastic yeah. <laughs> platform, but not what you're looking for. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, I, I think thinking about what you want to get out of the game and trying to imagine, like, okay, what does this look like in play? And then playing it. That's probably the hardest part for me anymore, just finding scheduled time to play test a game and not feel, like, just terribly self-conscious about playtesting a game and, like, doing all of that. But the more you can play it, and especially the more you can listen to and watch other people playing it where you're not really involved anymore is really rewarding so i've been really enjoying listening to the podcast <laughs> because uh you know the book has to speak for itself uh it's always it, it's funny when somebody asks a question of somebody else and they want to say like oh it's uh you can't hear me you're recorded okay never mind
0: mm-hmm. yep <laughs>
5: yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah that's part of the fun of doing these these different games is because you know if if somebody's like hey how do I play that game I can say hey do I have a thing for you yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's always fun we and, and we love playing like different indie games especially like really small ones and it's always fun to like be able to reach out to to the creator it's like hey can you can you talk to us a little bit about this sort of thing and and we've played honey heist um i've played monster hearts i think wesley i think you played monster hearts now
3: actually last night yeah i ran uh, i ran the game for monster hearts Ooh. that was uh
0: yeah 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 that was interesting I saw, I saw someone posting about that earlier it's it's a really fun system um yeah so i wanted to ask a little bit about um so your company is called whimsy machine right that's right i love the name that's that's a fantastic name so is that just you as the company or do you have other like writers and people under you now
5: um, so in terms of the company, that's just me. I am okay. the the primary writer when it comes to the games. I work with a lot of like, uh, I, I contract a lot of uh, help and support. So, um, obviously I'm not doing all the art. So any game that has art, um, I'm, I'm hiring artists. I hire editors. Um, I have hired, uh, writers for supplements and settings and stuff. I was going to do that more until I realized how kind of mentally, Taxing, difficult it is in a way that I didn't expect to edit somebody else's writing for playability to make into a module. It's just it it was a weird mental block for for me, which is disappointing because I, like absolutely love what other writers are able to bring into for 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 settings and and be able to come up with things. So like my most uh, one of my more recent games, my most recent big game uh, was Fight Item Run. Um, and uh, I had a writer come in to, uh, Brie Williams come in to do uh, the, the settings for that. Um, I had written one as kind of like, this is what I want them to look like. Uh, and, and she had come in and, and done a handful of others. Um, and so that's something where, you know, I, I consider each project has a team and I um, always want to encourage the different creatives who are involved with that to you know feel like part of a team because they, they are helping make this thing. But in terms of like whimsy machine from project to project, I'm I'm the I'm the sole proprietor.
4: <laughs> awesome. That's
0: cool.
1: cool. Yeah. So how <laughs> many so how many
0: games have you made now that that are up like finished?
1: Maybe publish. <laughs> thirty.
5: thirty? Yeah. Um, uh, wow. I think Dang, so. Man. So like a lot wow. of them are small. And and so that's the thing. But, yeah. like in terms of like the larger style games, there's spell is I think fight Item Run is technically bigger than Spell. Yeah, I'm gonna go to my Itch.io page just to, to, to look go. again. There, I I did um for my thirtieth birthday last year. I did this little like giveaway promotion thing where I burnt all my games to a disc. I found like I was unpacking because we moved recently, and I found um a, like a disc of like the blank CDs and some old plastic oh, yeah. jewel cases that were even like pre-owned <laughs> from gamestop or something i'm like okay (laughs) this is uh i I made five of them they're a whimsy machine now that's what i call games um and uh, i just put everything on there and gave them out as as giveaways and i think all told there's like 30 so a lot of them are are smaller by far uh fight item run and spell are the uh larger ones they're the only two of kind of that magnitude uh the mm-hmm. one that i'm working on now is uh the bleeding which is uh all about vampires
3: Ooh.
0: Ooh. yeah uh
5: and some pretty <laughs> cool like vampire magic type of stuff
0: cool
5: and uh that one's shaping up to be pretty substantial um and so of course it's taking me forever of course but yeah i have a, a lot of other small ones um I love horror and surreal stuff. So, like, there, um, I I have an older game that I really enjoy that I actually had to like unlist because uh, uh, on most of my sites it's called <laughs> Deep Dark Deathlike, um, which uh, is played in name. two parts where you make your character sheets and then once you're done making your character sheets, uh, which making the character sheet is like an entire session of exploring uh-huh. your characters back and, and different pivotal moments and deciding how you respond to pivotal moments is what build your character sheet and then once you're done with that you give up your character sheet you you surrender your character sheet to the gm and you have to do the rest by memory um and whenever you do an action for the second half of the game you um guess whether or not it was a success and you can say like i think it was a success so you succeed in the moment but the gm looks and if you were wrong um then it comes back later and so you can always say like i it was a failure i don't know (laughs) uh so there's like this this guessing game mechanic and the whole thing is about like cosmic horror and like losing yourself to the darkness and losing concept of like who you were and like that's one of those games where like you know what i need to get back in there with a sensitivity reader and like an editor and like make sure i'm doing this (laughs) thing right because like i did this like seven years ago and the Uh the kind of the the world of um uh, indie rpgs and just the discussion around um role-playing games and safety tools and just the the Mm -hmm. it's changed so much in the last few years years and i think for Mm -hmm. the better um and that's something where um I'm I'm looking forward to revisiting those other stuff. Another fun game that I like to to mention is called Clouderful. Um and that is on the complete opposite side of the spectrum. You may know that a clouder <laughs> is what you refer to a group of cats of as, cats, yeah. um, and that yeah. was a little charity oh, really? game that I did um, because when we moved, there was a like a whole feral cat colony uh, in our neighborhood, and so we were doing like the trap neuter release um, for a lot of mm-hmm. them. Um, we ended up fostering. Um, like three different litters of kittens. We had sixteen cats in our house Aww. at that time, so we were raising a lot of money for. Um, it's like my yeah, and so it's a a community map making game where you play as neighborhood cats, um, and you kind of shepherd the human people that live there. I you love either like it. try to like ingratiate <laughs> them to you to be your human I allies. Love it so much.
4: Yeah, oh my Gosh, that so hilarious.
5: Like, I I enjoy doing. Like, the cute stuff as well as just, like, what if this horror really messes with you on a deep and personal level? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I think there's room for everything. You're
0: well-rounded. Yeah, I
2: was going to yeah. say, if you were a vocalist, you'd have a very large range. So, yeah. was, spell your,
0: was, was Spell your first game? Um,
5: Yeah. Yeah, Spell was my um, first, um, it was something where like the beta was like, honestly, the first complete game that I released. Before then, I had just done homebrew and almost exclusively for um, World of Darkness. Um, Mm. and, And even within that changeling the lost so it was a really narrow perspective there and there's a lot of language that most of it didn't survive to the the current version of spell but in definitely in the beta version there was a long lot of language that was almost antagonistic to existing <laughs> spell things Where like we don't use classes here or like unlike <laughs> other games and it was like whoo calm down <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but I, I did, I think worked on some like smaller little kind of zine type of projects in between that and uh, the current version. Um, and then I've, I've got a ton more of other experiences and just like exposure to other games that um, I think has been really beneficial for, for me as a designer coming at uh, projects. So yeah. Cool. but Yeah. Awesome. It was first published.
0: All right, cool. Very so I was cool. going to ask if um do you have any questions for us as like the creator? Do you want to know anything about what we thought? Like just curious. Do you have, do you have any questions for us you might you might Let's be see. interested in? Did go through the game, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we did play the game, so. <laughs>
5: um I think yeah, so it's it's been interesting and rewarding hearing the kind of like in the moment reactions to different um elements of the game. And it's always um Good. I I was looking for a word, but, you know, when good does the trick, it's fine. Uh, It's always (laughs) good for me to be able to hear the type of mechanics that um, when players encounter them, they are interested in and excited about. And then the other mechanics that, you know, you can do without. Um, Like, so, for example, I think it's like if you were to look at Dungeons and Dragons, how people almost universally discard like weight limits for carrying things and like spell <laughs> yep. components. Right. Yeah. And yep. <laughs> I, I think if, if you have elements like that and you can excise them, just do it. So, uh, when you uh, mention when I mentioned the token system, and you're like, I don't think I've used that at all, and it kind yeah. of let, resonates with me. Like, you know what? I don't think I've used that at all. Maybe it doesn't even need this. <laughs> so things like that's always beneficial. Do you? Um, so so I suppose I'll ask you all the 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 question you asked me was kind of like, is there an element of spell that you you really resonated with whether it's like a specific mechanic or something that allowed you to do and i guess if there's something that you saw maybe later in the in in the book or or a mechanic there or um a a suggestion that you just felt that um either maybe we can get around to this eventually or you like you know what i don't think this fits or doesn't make sense um and and honestly i've got thick skin so if there's something <laughs> okay. you think is down, tell me.
2: I, I want to go first. Yeah, go ahead, Andrew. So I think I already said this excitedly in like one of the earlier episodes of the uh, the miniseries slash one-shot. And my favorite aspect of the game is just what my opinion was ingenious is the fact that the game is called Spell because <laughs> you spell spells with Scrabble tiles. Like That <laughs> just fits so well. And just as a gameplay mechanic is so much fun... The the it gives you randomness, you know, just like a die roll would. And you're still rolling dice too, which is fun. But like it gives you that kind of creative randomness that makes the game so much fun and unexpected. So I, I guess <laughs> a long story short is um I like how random and cool the the novelty of using Scrabble tiles was. Yeah.
5: Yeah. And, and, and that the you entire game next, is built around a pun. The gym.
2: Yeah. Yes. yes, I love yes. it. It's, I love puns. We love so.
1: puns here. Yeah, if you some, some more than others. <laughs> <laughs>
2: are, uh, Hannah and I are pun buddies, and the other two yes. are a little bit uh, disapproving of our, our, our puns. I never
3: said disapproving. Yeah. I just, you know, okay. if I was
4: better you're at you're a little judgy. About... When it's just when we not make really puns. your
0: thing,
1: though. <laughs> I'm more judgy than he is, though.
0: <laughs> uh, Hannah, if you want to go next, because you're like the GM and you probably read a little bit more of the book than we probably ended up doing.
1: Um,. I think we probably talked about this in the first half of what this is going to get edited onto yeah. <laughs> the debrief. Um, but honestly, I like how like engaging it is because like in other systems, like specifically like D and D or like Pathfinder, it, for me specifically because I have the attention span of a goldfish. When you get into like combat and stuff, and like it's really easy to just like tune out because it's not your turn. But like with this like when you're pulling Scrabble tiles and things like that and you're like helping people be like Oh, well, you could like make this word or you can make this word like it really like has a way of just like sucking you in in the narrative like even more because you don't get like pulled out waiting for your turn to hit something and maybe you're not going to hit something, you know, like uh, I think that was probably my favorite part is just how collaborative it really is like even if it's not necessarily like your character or like even me as the gm like i was able to like help them be like hey what about this word or you know so it it really kept everybody involved like at all times which i Mm -hmm. really liked
5: yeah that's great to hear that that was your experience um it's definitely a uh that was definitely a goal of mine i think in the running the larp it was at one point like 40 attendees so mid-size um actually i actually have no scale of reference it's just the only <laughs> one that I did. but you know it's, it's a fair amount of people um, and so if you're yeah and you had characters for all different types um and and so kind of two things that i wanted to make sure that I was encouraged especially in combat or conflict scenes is one everybody felt like that they could participate. Because there's definitely those moments where you get like, oh, I'm not a combat character. I'm going to set this one out. Mm-hmm. And essentially, then you don't play for the next two hours. And I think that can be very, very mm-hmm. uh, difficult. Um, so yeah. giving anybody, like any character has the tools to do something um, that's, that's productive and, and contributes um, was important for me. And then also, yeah, that experience of even when it's not your turn, can you participate? Can you be involved? So that's awesome. I'm 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 glad that that, that yeah. came through.
1: Yeah, it definitely did. <laughs> I love the the collaborative, you know, storytelling of all kinds. So, <laughs> Wesley, do you have one?
3: Um, if I about the about the game itself as a as a um, I I liked the uh, probably kind of echoing Andrews just uh, using Scrabble tiles as a means to do it was so, was so cool, because of course, you know, once again, you never know what you're going to pick, and, (laughs) you know, especially if you're, if you're, this is one that I think would appeal to uh, anyone who likes to write, like most of us do here, is that, uh, see, I'm one of those people that if I, even if I'm reading a book and I come across a word and I'm like, oh, I've never read that word before, okay, now I have to stop reading this book and... Look this word up because I don't know what it means and I want to know what it means, right? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, a similar similar sort of feel because then you have all these letters and you're uh, same kind of idea where you're like, well, I know what I want to do, but is there like is there a word that can mean that? Do I have the letters to make that word? What is that word? Mm-hmm. And 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 pl- and Hannah, for the record, I did not I did not underappreciate your your. Uh, your pun mechanic—that was very nice. I actually <laughs> you, did enjoy you. it.
0: <laughs> that was a fun mechanic.
3: <laughs> but yeah, I—that and the—that and just the simplicity of it, uh, like like we've said, uh, you could you could, because I know it seems like a lot of people when they think of uh, tabletop roleplay, they think of the really huge ones like D and D or Pathfinder, which are great. You know, you could do a lot with them, but the fact is, they have measures for everything. And so they are so numbers heavy sometimes that certain people could be like, "That sounds like too much like homework. I don't want to do that." And then, (laughs) and then,
0: and then, especially like math challenged people. Yes, me. Yeah, I wanted spelling the
5: RPG, not math the RPG. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's the next thing. Yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah. (laughs) we appreciate that.
3: If I were to come across somebody like that, I would be like. you know, uh, there's this one, Monster of the Week, over here, or there's this one that I just played that's all about letters and spelling. And...
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, on that same note, kind of, it makes it more accessible to more people because the math doesn't Mm -hmm. scare them away. Because I can't tell you how many people I've talked to who, like, haven't played tabletop games or something like that that get, like, intimidated by having to add everything together. And, like, I totally understand that. I'm not good at math. But this is a good way to be like, hey you don't have to do math in this one, you know? I, I will say from
5: my own experience, there's like the formula for coming up with your character creation spells, your permanent spells, that seems uh-huh. to be one of still like this absolute thorn in the design flow of like, okay, so you take the number of dice that you have, set one of them to six, roll the rest <laughs> of them, and now come up with a spell with a lot of words, like a lot of letters at your disposal, kind of outside of context. Um, and like, I, I think that's something where uh, the, the, the math is a, a supportive and, and background role where you're not doing a lot of crunching. But I think there, there's yeah. some places where I, I'm, I'm looking to iron that out too. So it's a little bit more uh, smooth, but um, yeah, I, I, th- that's something I agree with. I have always felt like um, things like derived stats, So things like your stat is this, but because it's this, that means you like you minus 10 and divide by two. And that's why your modifier is this. I'm like,
4: yeah. No, that's
5: yeah. too much. <laughs> yep. ha- oh yeah. I'm having yeah.
0: flashbacks to Overshadow. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we played, uh, yeah. We played we played Shadowrun 6th worst? edition and it was the worst character creation process ever. That was
3: the crunchiest system we ever had. It was bad. It was
0: we a complained fun game about to it for play. like 10 it was minutes a of the fun first game episode. to play because it's a great I, game, we I,
1: enjoyed it, but I, like, oh, yeah. but the character creation itself was awful. Except for when we got Hero Labs and we made we had Hero Labs do the Shadowrun character for us at Gen Con. Oh, nice. Yeah. Then it was easy. That was not so bad. Yeah, because <laughs> it did everything for us. Nice.
0: But yeah, when we had was... to do
1: it ourselves, it was really <sighs> hard. It was
0: rough. Yeah. But um,
1: yeah. I I I'm gonna
0: echo kind of the others and, and just say like, I love that it's a game about using Scrabble tiles. That's so neat. Like <laughs> it's such a fun yeah. mechanic. And it never feels, like, dry, even when we're sitting there. Like, we, we edited it out a little bit of us, like, sitting there going, oh, well, I guess I have this many in I guess I yeah. have this many in And, like, but it never, It it's, that's not boring, you know? Like, it might be mm-hmm. boring to listen to, which is why it was edited out. But it wasn't boring yeah. for us to, like, oh, to okay, play. maybe yeah. if I move this yep. one here and, yeah. and made this word, you know, like, that was always really fun. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. 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 It was, I was my like favorite the part. I was always so excited when I got to make a spell. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I always like the uh, the spells that aren't cast, right? Like when you're coming up with a spell uh, and you're like, "This yeah, is my goal." Yeah. This, this is kind of what I'm looking for, and then you you always run through a handful of words that you could spell as you're figuring yeah, yeah, it out, yeah, yeah, and you yeah. kind of think about oh, like, yeah. "Could could I?" I can. It would look like <laughs> yeah. maybe, and then maybe you don't because you find the better word, and that's a, ultimately the best fit, and the, the, the game goes on. Mm-hmm. But just kind of like being able to think yeah. about those, like the spells that could have been. Um, I, yeah. I think it's a fun Is way to it. a really good
0: example of it. that in episode six with Andrew. That was yeah,
2: really I uh, <laughs> that, the, like specifically like, what I went with, like the whole, gr- oh, I'm not going to spoil it, but the, that, that kind of event happened for us in the last episode. But also, I just loved like. I could make this word, ha ha ha, or like you I could like, spell booty, you know, like yeah, that kind of thing, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing, or just like other like crazy words that I knew had nothing to do with what I was going for. Like I would try and find the longest word I could. When we use a uh, a word Scrambler, I would try and find the biggest word, and then say, "Hey guys, I can make this word," and they're just like, "That's great." I have no idea what it well, means because it's, what it's some means. chemical name, but okay, cool.
0: Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, thank you, Andrew. Could you please pick a word?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. 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 But yeah, it's 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 a really fun system. So. All right, um, does anybody else have any more questions for Taylor?
1: I don't think so. I think I before this I sent you my questions and you asked them already. so <laughs> yeah, <I didn't> <laughs> All right, sweet. So thank you so much
0: for joining us, Taylor. We really enjoyed this. It's cool to kind of pick your brain about how the system works. and yeah. you've been a, a wonderful guest and we love your game. so <laughs> we'll leave we'll leave some links to all the things we kind of talked about in the in the show notes. Uh, so and along with uh, the whimsy machine website, if you want to go pick up some other of these games that we were talking about, because some of them sound really neat.
5: Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, yeah. thanks so much for having me, and of course, thanks for playing Spell. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It was and, a pleasure uh, having you.
0: If you need someone to uh, yeah. <laughs> to to playtest a game in the future, um, we're always <laughs> willing to do it. So feel free it. to reach out if you want to. If you've got like a you know like a Kickstarter or something coming up. So uh, yeah,
5: absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. And uh, we will see you in two weeks for the next one shot.